Recording in progress. Hello, everybody. This time I promise <clears throat> I recorded it. You can even hear the uh, uh, the confirmation. But next time, if you don't hear it, uh, definitely um, let me know so I don't make that same mistake again. So welcome uh, to our 18th episode, I think, if I counted right, uh, of Cosmic Navigator. Today we're going to do, or tonight, depends where you're hearing it. For me, it's night. Uh, for other people, it might be day, or it depends when you're going to hear it. We're going to talk about the two weeks ahead, which is going to cover also the new moon coming up, which is a very auspicious new moon because it is going to be the new moon in uh, Aquarius, which, as you know, always coincides with the Chinese New Year. We're moving from tigers to rabbits. It's a big change, a big transition, but we'll talk about it um, a little bit today. The idea is that I'm going to cover two weeks uh, tonight or this episode, just because next week I'm going to be teaching in London and I messed up a little bit the time. Still, we are in Mercury retrograde, so I'm officially allowed to bring a letter from the astrologer telling you that you are that I didn't make my homework as I should have because of Mercury retrograde. And Mars was retrograde last week. So it gave me like the final thingy when I didn't record it. I hope that I will collect more ideas about the um, genetic connection to geography and the geographical connection to genetics, which we talked about last week. So we can elaborate more about it at the end of the month on January 28th, when I finally see you from Los Angeles at 10 o'clock in the morning for me. Uh, I'm here in Paris on the last night and tomorrow I'm going to be coming to London. And in London, we decided to do all of the events also virtual. So if you want to join the Kabbalah class that we're going to have for three hours on Sunday, of course, you can get the recording after. If you're in London, definitely check it out. If you're not in London, you can still join us. And we're going to talk especially about how to manifest your new year resolution because it's going to come right after Mercury goes direct. So it's the perfect timing and it's actually January 22nd which we're going to do the um, wish uh, class in Kabbalah, which happens to be the new moon, a day after the new moon. I didn't plan it like that, I swear. And it's actually the best time in the year to start something new. So if you want to connect Kabbalah to your wish-fulfilling tree, to um, manifesting your new resolution, join us next Sunday. The All of the links are in the a chat room and if you can go to my website or you can go to my uh in my bio i think in instagram you can see all of those classes i'm also going to do a time travel meditation class we're going to do the 2023 class all virtual and we're also going to do a past lifetime regression virtual on wednesday i think uh, the day of mercury which is the mercury is the messenger of the gods is also the psychopompus and because he's retrograde it actually is the best time to do uh, regressions, especially with Mercury, because usually Mercury delivers the living to the dead. Now we can deliver the dead to the living, at least your dead selves, so you can connect to it much more. So anyway, what we're going to do now is start off with figuring out what's happening in the next two weeks, leading us at last to that period we were looking forward to for a while now uh, for Mercury and Mars to go direct. So if you noticed, Mars has gone direct. Uh, when was it? Like um, uh, three days ago, two days ago, but it was a little bit uh, intense when it was stationary. 
and Mercury is about to go direct on the 19th, but the 17 and 18, again, always the stationary, we'll talk about it in a second, it is the time you have to be the most uh, careful because when it is stationary, it can become very, very intense. Um, that means that we get really stuck or we can get obsessed in our thoughts or uh, have one thought go again and again and again and again and cause quite a lot of uh, disturbance. So that's going to be the 17, 18 of January 19. With the help of um, Zeus, we can move forward with Mercury going direct. So let's look at the charts. For those of you who are joining me in Zoom and those of you on Instagram, you just have to trust me that um, I'm telling you what I'm seeing. So let's see what we have here. Yeah, so today is January 15. It's a Sunday. Um, today the moon is in edge. Yeah, it's at the edge, edge, edge of Libra. I mean, uh, it's actually void of course right now. Uh, so if you're having a little bit of glitches, it's totally normal. But in a few minutes, it's going to move. The moon is going to move into Scorpio. Uh, make it much it works much better actually with the sun being in Capricorn now the sun is getting closer and closer this week into a conjunction with Pluto which happens once a year the only thing is that this year Pluto is very very powerful because it's moving from one sign to the other as you can see on the chart Pluto is 28 degrees Capricorn so it's right at the edge of the sign where it started walking in in 2008 right at the beginning of the uh, Great Recession and it's going to be done in um, officially on March 21, 22, 23. That's the time where Pluto is crossing over to the other side into Aquarius. It's going to be there until June. We talked about it quite a lot in the book on 2023. I mentioned it quite a lot because it is the biggest thing that's happening to us this year. So as the sun moves on top of Pluto, which is really from tomorrow, from Monday, Tuesday, Picking in Wednesday, it is a very powerful time. Not only that, on Wednesday, we're also going to have uh, the Mercury go direct. So that's, again, a, a lot of things are happening. We'll see it in a second in the chart. But what I want to do for the planning, because sometimes you can go day by day, but it's always better to kind of look at it uh, in the long run in the week. So if you're planning the week, something very powerful is happening to you Wednesday. Funny enough, again, that's when we're going to do the regression. Pluto, he is the lord of the underworld and the sun is going to shine the underworld, past lifetimes, death and transformation. But even if you're not uh, joining a class, there could be a lot of spontaneous past lifetimes. What does that mean? Dreams that might be related to previous lives. Uh, meeting people spontaneously, somebody that you might not have seen for a long time could be related to a past life. Any kind of thing that is out of the ordinary, that pops out, the earth, practically uh, Pluto and Hades is the world of, is the lord of the underworld, could be very, very significant. Also, it's a very sexy day. Pluto is the lord of Scorpio, sun on top of Pluto. It's almost like saying Scorpio. Everybody's becoming Scorpio. You know how uh, people put the flag of Ukraine because they want to identify with Ukraine. When there was um, incidents here in France, people used to put uh, the flags of France, you know. Uh, the same thing you can say when the sun is on top of Pluto, uh, all of us are Scorpio for one day. When the sun is going to be on top of Venus, then everybody is a Libra for one day or a Taurus. When the sun goes on top of Mars, for example, everybody is an Aries for one day. So this is the week when we're all going to be Scorpio for one day. It's like a, everybody's invited to the Scorpio embassy. There's a big celebration. Ah, Scorpio is not doing any celebration. Everybody's invited to the dungeons. Uh, in um, 
the Scorpio uh, embassy and you can bring only things that you want to wear which involves lingeries or underwears you know it's a sexy sex party so what you have on wednesday is a powerful day of transformation something is injecting into us a lot of scorpio qualities so anything to do with transformation spells the occult hidden energies there's going to be a lot of if you look for a day for investigation a day for investments a day for that could be good for uh, connecting to other people's money other people's talents representation that's going to be wednesday when the sun is touching uh, pluto but because that's the only that's the official day the day before two days before you're already starting to feel it remember we said when a planet is applying coming closer to another planet that's the strongest when they're conjunct and then when the planet passes it's fading in a sense it's drifting away from it the influence is less it's like expecting somebody to come and getting very excited and preparing everything then the person comes to visit you but then when they go away you might miss them you might have echo of your memories from them but it's not as intense so the sun is coming closer and closer to pluto land pluto is important for us because in a few months it's changing sign for the first time in almost 20 years so that's something to really pay attention to the other thing that is um happening this uh, week uh, is there anything more significant yeah of course the mercury going direct and next week what is really significant is the chinese new year and the new moon in aquarius which again if you can hold on on project until after january 19 that would be the best uh, especially a day after the new moon like we said sunday the 22nd 23rd monday that would be a great time to initiate something that you've been waiting for for a long time so Monday, the day of the moon, January 16, you see the sun getting closer to uh, Pluto, not quite the conjunction yet. And also we see Venus coming closer and closer to Saturn. She's going to hit him next week much more. But Venus on top of Saturn is, again, when you're thinking about long-term plan, not that long, I mean a few days, but not day by day like we're doing. It's like It's almost like thinking in quantum mechanics that we have particles the jump around or the waves of probability so we have to figure out what's happening every day it's like a particle and the wave is much more the trends uh, almost like episodial uh, tv show compared to the big arc that the whole season has so the big arc for the next two weeks is yes saturn on top of pluto connection to intimacy sexuality transformation other people's money other people's talents unearthing a lot of things really getting connected to your core. It's great for investigation. It's great for research. It's a, a very powerful time to identify other people's talents and, and other people's abilities or to collaborate with people on big projects, <clears throat> joint artistic affair, joint financial affair. That's more this week. Next week is going to be much more the new moon that promises a new beginning and a new uh, wave of energy, especially because it's going to be in Aquarius, the sign of hopes, the sign of... Um, wishes manifested, the sign of fraternity, the sign of saints, according to Kabbalah. Venus on top of Saturn is going to be very interesting. This uh, it happens again once a year, approximately. And Venus on top of Saturn means, A, that if you are in a relationship, there could be a little bit more glitches or more, uh, more hiccups there, more challenges in a sense. If uh, you don't have a partner, there's actually a potential of meeting somebody again that you know from a past lifetime, somebody you, met, you may, might have known a long time ago in a previous life or in this lifetime a while back. And also you might meet someone either for business or for life or for, as a significant other. It's going to take time for it 
to become more solid and stronger because Saturn is always adding an element of time. Venus is all about money, talents, self-worth. But because Venus is also enemies, Saturn is sometimes karma. Be a little bit more aware. Ne end of this week, beginning of next week, you might really see life telling you who are your friends and who are your enemies. Now, um, if we look on Monday, as you can see, the moon is in Scorpio and it's on top of the south node. When that happens once a month that the moon moves on top of the south node and, and, and she basically asks you to get rid of something, cut away from something. Now, you know, it doesn't have to be very dramatic. Again, I didn't plan it, but tomorrow I'm saying goodbye to Europe, to, uh, yeah, kind of Europe and going into London, to uh, England. You know, I'm saying goodbye to Paris in a sense. It doesn't have to be very dramatic. It could be just one tiny letting go or for some people, especially depends on their energy of what they have with the moon and how associated they are to Scorpio there could be some kind of uh, another uh, letting go or cutting something out but it's not a bad time to release something that you carry with you from your family uh, or from your genetics you know what we talked last week so again this is um tomorrow is a day of releasing a day of cutting things out a day of saying goodbye the other thing that's happening is the moon is tomorrow opposite to Uranus. That's not always very comfortable because it talks about unpredictability, especially emotional unpredictability. And also today, if you felt a little bit more emotional, more like triggered by things, well, welcome to the gang. It totally makes sense. It's part of um, uh, the general uh, zeitgeist. There's a sign of the time in a sense. So just pay attention to it. Again, Monday, Tuesday, there could be a little bit of a roller coaster because the moon is opposite to Uranus, unpredictability. That being said, um, we have a Mars. No, it's not that strong yet. So if we move to Tuesday, which is uh, January 17, you see already the sun is on top of Pluto. It's 27 degrees sun, 28 degrees Pluto. They're coming closer and closer to a conjunction. I wonder what the nature of the conjunction, if we look at the Sabian symbol, it's uh, a woman uh, reading tea leaves. Oh, we talked about witches and uh, talents and investigation and the occult and hidden energies. Well, it's very fitting that Pluto in 28 degrees Capricorn and the sun joining it on Tuesdays and Wednesdays will be about tea leaf reading and I'm going to London, you know. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. What, what it basically talks about is that, again, you have some clarity about divination. Divination means a link to the above. That's why I told you to pay attention to your dreams, spontaneous past lifetime. It's kind of perfect, I can say, that uh, that's the conjunction that's going to happen on Wednesday uh, when you are accessing, even in the symbolic uh, symbolism of um, the Sabians, that there is a link to the ability to read the signs, to read the omens. So that's why I said Tuesday, Wednesday, really pay attention to the signs, synchronicities, coincidences. That being said, you can't escape the fact that Pluto is not an easy energy. It does talk about abuse. It does talk about power struggles. It does talk about manipulation. So just stay away from all of those things as much as you can, even if it will come your way. Depends again on your sign. The reason why I'm saying it is because the Sun and Pluto are going to be also opposite to the Black Moon. And the Black Moon can create power struggles, manipulation, like we said, jealousy, possessiveness, be being misunderstood. So we're almost having a black full moon because the Sun is opposite to the Black Moon. When the Sun is opposite to the Light Moon, we have a full moon. 
but we have the moon in Scorpio, which is already very witchy, and the sun opposite to the black moon, Lilith, that can create a little bit of antagonism on Tuesday and Wednesday. So it's not kind of a perfect, perfect thing. That being said, you have a beautiful conjunction, uh, a trine between the moon and Neptune on Tuesday, which is a great day for intuition, uh, getting a lot of gut feelings, uh, clarity from, again, signs, especially because also Vesta is trailing behind Neptune, coming closer and closer to Neptune. Vesta is the keeper of the hearth, the keeper of the, uh, of the uh, um, flame, and she's in Pisces, so I guess the keeper of the drop or the keeper of the intuition and the mysticism, and she's coming on top of Neptune. Again, it is very rare to have both of them in Pisces in such a beautiful conjunction, sending great energy to the sun, great energy to Pluto. So she's definitely helping quite a lot in the situation. If we look on Wednesday, that is, oh wait, so you see January 17, we have Mercury still retrograde. January 18, and depends where you are in 19, is going to be stationary. So 17, 18, 19, I want you to be a little bit more careful. That's why in the book, I specifically talked about January 20th, where everything is clear and much easier. Depends where you are in the world, most of you guys are going to already have Mercury stage a retrograde uh, direct in January uh, 19. But to be very conservative and to make sure that it's okay wherever you are, let's talk about January 20th, which is a Friday, where you can release uh, and be released from Mercury. We are going to step into the, remember, post-retrograde shadow. It's usually better than the one before. And it talks about uh, loose ends, like tying loose ends, like things that maybe you got lost can actually return. Uh, things you might have messed up can actually become easier when Mercury goes direct, like we said, after January 20th. But Mercury is going to be stationary January 18 and some of 19. So pay extra, extra careful attention there. Because Mercury is in Capricorn, it's again more slow, more heavy, more connected to karma. That's happening in Wednesday. And we have, a, depends again where you are in the world, but Mercury stationary is happening on a Wednesday, January 18. And a, we're going to have the conjunction right on January 18. So January 18 also is going to be the opposition much stronger to the black moon, but the opposition is going to be even more strong in the weekend. We'll talk about it in a second. But the idea is that uh, Pluto and the sun are conjunct for the first time in the year, and the last time they're going to be conjunct in Pluto. Uh, actually, next year, will the sun be conjunct in Pluto? There is a chance it's going to come very close, but it's one of the last times that we're going to have that. You know, the Sun conjunct on Pluto in Capricorn, at least for 250 years. But a few things are happening on Wednesday. Jupiter uh, is getting closer and closer to Chiron. That's going to happen a little bit later down the line, but you can prepare for it. It's a time of healing and a time of uh, becoming a shaman, connecting much more to shamanism. We can say definitely that end of February, uh, end of January, February, it's a powerful time of shamanism. It's a power time of healing. A lot of us are going to be connected to shamanism, connected to the ability to see beyond the veil. The moon is shifting on Wednesday to Sagittarius, much more optimistic, outgoing, and it's sending a beautiful energy to Jupiter. So anything to do with real estate, home, family is good. The only thing is that the moon at the same time is opposite to Mars. It can cause a little bit of challenges with uh, mother figures, women bosses. It can cause also some confusion around family members, some unnecessarily fights. So just be a little bit more careful. And Venus and Uranus, no, that's already done. We, we, we dealt with it before. 
January 19, which is a Thursday, yeah, it's the day of Jupiter, the Sun passed from uh, Pluto, that's great, but on Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, Friday, no, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, they're going to be opposite to the Black Moon, so just watch it, because the Sun opposite to the Black Moon could be somebody who is not accepting you, you're not accepting them, some struggle, you know, you're going to be confronted in a sense because you are the sun, your self-expression, the black moon is opposite to you. You might be confronted by your inner negativity or people who are, or you, people that you projected your negativity on them and suddenly uh, they behave in a way that's really pissing you off, even though they're just mirroring what you don't like about yourself. So again, pay attention to that. That being said, Mercury is stationary again still in January 19, but if I want to be very precise, and then you can just translate it to wherever you are in the world uh, for January 19, for UT, UT is uh, basically universal time, it's gone, yeah, that's it. So right on 1 p.m., 2 p.m., if you're in London, um, that's when Mercury goes direct officially. So again, it is on January 19, but because some of us live in different time zones, I would say that it's going to be much more safe to wait for January 20th, because we know that covers the whole world. But you can calculate January 19, 2 p.m. is a UT time or, or universal time, London time. That's when things are moving and shaking and, and Mercury goes direct. Also on Thursday, we have the last day of Capricorn. Uh, the moon is still in Sagittarius, but because it's at the edge of Sagittarius, and um, you could be a black, there could be some void of course situation around that day. So again, on Thursday, be careful not to do too many things too fast. Or you could start things, but make sure that the moon is not void of course on that day. That's why I'm saying January 20th will be a much better energy to do things. Uh, first of all, we have the sun moving into Aquarius. Uh, the Sun moving into Aquarius is very important for us this year because also Pluto is going to move this year to Aquarius. So there's definitely going to be a lot of monumental things happening in Aquarius. So anytime the Sun is in Aquarius, it helps us prepare for it in a sense. Uh, Venus is getting closer and closer to Saturn, which I told you is no more of an issue of next week. And the Moon is conjunct Mercury, who is direct. So there's going to be a lot of movement actually happening in Friday. Friday is a great day to push things forward because the Moon is going to be trining Uranus, trining the North Node, conjuncting Mercury. All of them are very practical, very pragmatic, very down-to-earth, favoring long-term projects, anything to do with Earth, which is your body, your healing, money, finance. Um, and because we're dealing with Uranus in Taurus, it could be also awakening something with your artistic expression because Capricorn is there, it could be very pragmatic and practical. And in general, it's a very good day to make things happen. And again, especially for long-term plans. So that's January 20th. So January 20th, a good time to start things. When we look at Saturday, it's getting interesting because the moon is this time gonna be conjunct Pluto. That happens though every month, so it's not as much of a big deal. But again, because it's opposite to um, the black moon, the moon is going to be black opposite to the black moon. That happens once a month. And you can say that you might be caught between the good mother, the bad mother, good boss, the bad boss, um, or you yourself alternating between good moods to bad moods. So because the moon is in exile at that time and there's the black moon, just be a little bit more, again, careful on this on Saturday. And Saturday and Sunday, uh, we're going to have the new moon 
in Aquarius, but also we're going to have that conjunction of Venus and Saturn, which we're talking about. So it's going to be two things at the same time, two conjunctions that are very significant. Saturday is a day to rest. I wouldn't do too many things around that day just because the moon is getting again on top of Pluto opposite to your black moon. So just to be a little bit more careful of that, we want the moon to also move into Aquarius. So what's happening is that the, the between January 21st to 22nd is when we actually have the official new moon. I'll show you the slide of the new moon in a second. And the new moon in Aquarius begins the rabbit year, uh, the water rabbit, all the way up until February 9 of 2024. And again, because it's a Chinese New Year, because it's the new moon in Aquarius, because 1.5 billion people are going to feel like there is a surge of energy and everybody's celebrating the lunar uh, festivities in China, we're talking about a big swell of beginning things. So it's going to be great. Either you could do the passive way or the receptive way, meaning that you're going to just chill out and see what is beginning in my life. I'm going to give it a push once it happens. Or what you could do is you could be active and decide before what you want this new moon to be all about. And that could relate to your new year resolution. So the new year resolution, the best time to start is now. This is the first new moon we have this year without retrogrades. So definitely use it. Now, on the same day, Venus and Saturn are still conjunct. I told you next Sunday, we have the two conjunctions, the sun on top of the moon. That happens every year. Venus on top of Saturn also, but they're not always aligned together. And at the same time, Uranus, the planet of unpredictable, crazy energy, the awakener is stationary. Stationary could mean that there is a little bit of chaos. So Saturday and Sunday, I think that it's also, uh, yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's kind of an interesting time. Uranus, which is the ruler of Aquarius, and we said it's a double Aquarius because it's a new moon in Aquarius. It's happening in the Chinese New Year, January 21, 22 is going to be stationary, meaning that he's kind of stuck. So the president of this country called Aquarius, there's so much energy moving there. So many delegates are coming and yet uh, he's kind of frozen. Um, you know, not like frozen in the movie, but frozen in a sense that he's uh, immobile, immobile. Now, they say sometimes that when something is stationary, we feel the raw energy of it full on. So anything to do with chaos, definitely. So. I know around the world, maybe there's going to be a lot of revelations Saturday and Sunday and Monday, uh, next Monday. Uh, there might be some uh, glitches in technology and computers, but there might be some discoveries of some scientific, uh, um, some scientific discoveries or something about technology or, or about computers or innovation. So it's going to be kind of interesting because I think it's one of the only Chinese New Year, New Year's in New Moon in Aquarius that Uranus is going to be stationary and Uranus is in stationary in Taurus and Venus, the ruler of Taurus, is in Aquarius and the, it's, it's on top of Saturn. Now, this is an interesting thing because what it means is that we're having on Sunday, Monday, uh, but we've, yeah, we've been having it for a while, but it's going to be very dominant because of Saturn activating Venus what is called mutual reception. Venus, the ruler of Taurus, is in Aquarius. Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius, is in Taurus. So they kind of switched places. They're learning to live with each other in a better way. Again, Aquarius is all about innovation, technology, um, e-commerce. Aquarius is about communities, people, nonprofit, philanthropic work, altruism. Taurus is about money, talents, and self-worth. So they're lining up together. They're kind of interwoven together. And Monday, Sunday and Monday next week is going to be a very pivotal time when they all come together in some kind of a big uh, showdown in a sense. And at the same time, Uranus is squaring the moon. So it's an interesting weekend next weekend. So even though it's the Chinese New Year, 
you know, if I would have been now in China, I would be very worried because of everything that's going on there with COVID and every all the celebration of people coming and traveling together and connecting to families, members. We, we can't rely on what they're going to say in the news about that, but it's going to be not that easy of a Chinese New Year. That's what I'm trying to say, that it's going to be tough, especially for people in China, maybe people in Hong Kong, just because of all of these a very tough energies with uh, Uranus and Venus, Uranus and the moon, Saturn and Venus. Uh, Pluto is, is still lingering there behind uh, the opposition of the moon, uh, the black moon with the light moon. All of those things can build up. So again, just chill out. But for your personal thing, it is a good time to start something new. When we look at uh, Monday, the moon passing Saturn and Venus, and even Venus passed Saturn. So Monday, there should be a feeling of a little bit more flow, and the moon is also getting out of that um, um, opposite uh, that square. So that should get a little bit easier. And the sun is trying to tr is starting to try in Mars, which is going to be great for the rest of the week. Not this week, but I'm talking about January twenty um, third week because it talks about more action, more movement that could be actually beneficial. And Venus on top of the moon, which is happening Monday, is a really good instinct about art, design, colors. If you have good ideas about how to make money or how to use your talents in a more practical way, that's also going to be great. On January 24, which is a Tuesday, we're going to move, the moon is moving into Pisces, much more mellow energy. And there's a beautiful flow between the moon and Minerva. It's almost like, you know how they say that um, the owl of Minerva spreads its wings at dusk, meaning basically, I think it was uh, Schopenhauer that talked about it, um, basically that we understand things much better in retrospective, in hindsight, in a sense. And here we have Minerva spreading her wind after all of this craziness that's happening in the weekend. And the moon is in Pisces, very flowing, very connected to meditation. The moon is sending sextile to Uranus, which is great. Uranus is kind of recuperating because it's going direct. So a lot of uh, uh, things that were held back by Uranus for a long, long time, especially around friendships or communities uh, or your or innovation is going direct. And by the way, that's the last planet we are waiting to go direct, which is happening January 24. And as you can see from the chart, there are no opposition. Of course, Minerva is opposite. Sorry, there's no retrograde. Minerva is retrograde, but it's an asteroid. And we're going to be free from any retrogrades until middle of or until January, until April 20th. So that, that's why I said if you can hold back and hold on, sorry, in January 24 until January, uh, until April 20th, great time to push things forward because the energy is very clear. Uh, the moon in Pisces is also sending a trine to Minerva. Like I said, goddess of wisdom is with us. And Neptune and the Vesta are meeting each other definitely in January 23rd, 24, which is actually a great time for meditation, especially if you do any kind of traditional work with mysticism. The peak of this, um, uh, tri this uh, conjunction of all these mystical energies is happening on January 25th which is a Wednesday, we have the Moon, the, North, the Vesta, Neptune, all of them in Pisces. Neptune is the ruler of Pisces. That's great. And um, we have Venus almost moving into Pisces. I think it's going to be more in January 27. And then we're going to have a big celebration of Pisces energy. Besides that, uh, we have to wait until January 26 for things to move much more practically and more powerfully. That's a Thursday, January 26. We're going to have Jupiter and the moon conjunct. 
which is great. Uh, the moon is also conjuncting Chiron, so there's going to be maybe some emotional things coming up, but they can be healed by Jupiter. Um, and even Jupiter is sending beautiful energy to the black moon, so that's great. And the, and the opposition of the sun and the black moon is done, basically, so that's also great. Um, there is a beautiful trine between Uranus and Mercury, which is, again, very good for e-commerce, technology, innovation. If you were holding on for so long to buy your computers or to do something with downloading an important product, uh, that's a great time, January 26th. And the moon, again, is conjunct Jupiter, which is really good for real estate as well. January 27, which is a Friday, the moon is still in Aries. Uh, any drama happening around that? Um, no, Mercury is, uh, the Mercury, sorry, Mars and the Sun are getting tighter and tighter in their trines. So the weekend of January 28, 29 is actually full of action and movement and um, a connection to innovation, businesses, that's going to be great. And Venus moved in, um, yeah, Venus is moving on January 27, Friday, her day, into Pisces. And there she's going to be for three weeks. When Venus is in Pisces, she's exalted. She's getting the best energy possible for beauty, design, colors, relationship, art. So that's great news. January 27, 28. 29 are going to be very powerful, especially with creativity, especially with relationships, uh, even with finance, because Venus is going to be exalted in Pisces and the moon, you see here January 28, is going to be exalted in Taurus and it's going to be on top of the North Node and on top of Uranus. So there's a very powerful connection for you guys. Friday, Saturday, it can extend to next Sunday when we meet again, uh, yeah, to Sunday, the, Gen the January 29 especially around relationship like i said possessions art design colors mysticism you can see the beautiful trines starting to form and also at the same date saturday and sunday the 28th 29th of january we're having the trine between the sun and mars which is full of action leadership initiation physical activity especially in connection to community because the sun is going to be in aquarius and we talk about January 29, which is when we're going to meet the next time. The moon is still conjunct in, uh, sorry, the still, uh, the moon is in um, Taurus, uh, exalted, and she's sending a beautiful energy to Mercury. So look at Mercury, beautiful energy to Uranus and to the moon. Again, very good for business, communication, networking, writing, publishing, making connection, and very pragmatic and practical, especially with the moon exalted, Venus exalted. Um, a lot of uh, energies are pushing forward. Let's um, see if there is any, because I saw some people were asking questions. I wanted to make sure. Um, <clears throat> ah, so there's some people that are going to have a birthday. That's really great. Uh, when is a good moment to meditate with Sirius? Always in uh, Cancer, because during Cancer, I mean, Sirius is, right, is located in Cancer uh, now, because it's a fixed sign. It kind of shifts all the time. So Cancer, or when the Moon is in Cancer, uh, that's most likely the time where the moon is going to be conjunct with um, uh, Sirius, so that's a good time to do that. Why does Rosh Hashanah have a new moon in Virgo this year? Because uh, a lot of time what happened with the lunar calendar of the Jewish calendar is that it's supposed to be in Libra, but if it's a leap year or if uh, the month gets messed up a little bit, then it goes into Virgo, especially when Passover is celebrated earlier. So remember, the lunar calendar would have shifted Passover and Rosh Hashanah away between the seasons. That's what's happening to Ramadan. And so Ramadan is celebrated 11, month, 11 days every year before. 
that we don't want uh, because that means that Passover suddenly, which is a celebration of spring, will happen in winter. So to avoid that, we have leap years and we have changes in, like what's going to happen next year. When, uh, where is that? Could you please share practical tips how to manifest resolutions? Yes, we're going to do that next Sunday's uh, creative visualization is definitely something you can work with. What makes um, two new moons? Yeah, this year we're going to have two new moons in Aries because the first one happens on the first day of Aries and the last one, April 20th, uh, sorry, March 20th. And then the last, the other one is happening right at the end. So on, Gen on April 20th, which is an eclipse. So it's partly because also we have that eclipse. So that's why we're going to have two new moon in Aries. Um, best time to start resolutions, I would say January 21st, 22nd, like we said. That will be a, a great time to start something new. Now, what I wanted to um, share with you, anything you can do to offset the moon void, of course, when you have to purchase something. I would really, there is no offsetting it. You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to try to manipulate, say, okay, I'll give you the money at seven o'clock, uh, sign it now. I don't know. You're going to have to try to do something with it because it's definitely not the, re the, best, um, the best time, you know. So void, of course, avoid. I call it avoid, of course, you know. For initiating legal actions later, I mean, the window is right now really good. So like you said, from April, so January 24th to April 20th will be a great time. I don't know if I prepared that much to share because I wanted in two weeks to reconnect to that gene and space we mentioned and I forgot to send you. There's always a reason why Mercury causes certain things to happen. So I think that that's a part of the reason why we didn't do it, why it didn't work for me. So I can elaborate more next time. Um, yeah, remember I talked about, uh, where was it? I'll share it to you next time. Um, yeah, remember I told you that the Congress in the United States is having problems. But, you know, to be honest, a, a lot of parliaments around the world have it. I just read this article now about the uh, Israeli parliament, the Knesset, that has like a 15% approval rate. It's even worse than the Congress, I think. But it's interesting because when I looked at the average age of the people uh, in the Congress, it's 57. While in the Senate, it's around 64, 66. So the people in the Senate passed their... Uh, Saturn return. Remember, we talked about Saturn return happens to you between the ages of 27 to 30 and then 56 to 60. And that means that that's a time of a lot of pressure, extra responsibilities, a feeling like um, um, you are not completely yourself. And at the same time, you're trying to find your identity. So what's happening with Congress, we have a bunch of people that the average age of it. So if you ask how old is the Congress? Well, it's 57 years old, which is smack in the middle of Saturn return. That's why, in a weird way, they are not really uh, representing the United States or the people in the United States. Now, when I looked at, um, and there is a very interesting article in The Economist that came out in January 6, and it, it's, it's like, and I always wondered about it because in the Congress in the United States, in politics in general in the United States, nobody dares to say that they don't believe or that they believe in astrology or that they do yoga or that they are agnostic, meaning that they don't necessarily belong to any church or any synagogue or any temple. They just 
do the meditation and most like most of us believe in a lot of things no 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 no. you cannot talk about that you have to if you're jewish you have to show that you're going every saturday to the synagogue if you're christian you have to show that you're going to the the church you know it's very important but apparently it's not because if you compare the population in the united states around 26 percent are unaffiliated people who are saying listen either we don't believe or we believe in things that are not necessarily christian or jewish or buddhist or muslim it's collective or maybe we're shamans or maybe we're pagan or maybe we're animist you know we're we believe in in nature but when you look at the congress it's about one percent one and a half percent you know and it's interesting even though it's getting better than it used to in 1969 60 um, 71 if you look at the graphs that i'm looking at you can see that the unaffiliated are really growing in numbers and they're not represented which is one of the reasons why this Congress is full of crazy people. You know, you saw it uh, recently with um, not being able to uh, vote for a speaker. It's almost as if the Congress is like in the Matrix. You remember when his mouth was kind of, he thought his mouth was kind of uh, uh, sealed. You can't find a speaker because the, the Congress has nothing to say in a sense, because it's definitely during its Saturn return, A and B, it's not representing United States. It's not representing the people in the United States. It represents what they think that we have to be or the core or the crazy people that are causing all this trouble. And that's the issue of democracy. You can see it also happening around the world that it becomes the, the rule of the minority instead of the rule of the majority. So that's one of the things that um, it was going on. This is the uh, uh, the new moon or the chinese new year officially it's 9 p.m happening in saturday uh, in london time and the sabian symbol is an unexpected thunderstorm that's kind of uh, interesting um unexpected maybe it's a uranus issue remember we talked about uranus being going into stationary a day after uh, unexpected things can be expected and also it's a conjunct the sun and the moon, you see one degree Aquarius, one degree. Remember, we always have to pay attention to the degree number because it also reveals quite a lot, quite a lot. And it does talk about an initiation. Something new is becoming, not only starting, not only because it's a Chinese new year, not only because the rabbit is coming in after the tiger has been tormenting us for a, a while, but it also is because of that number one unity in a sense. So... A very powerful new moon with four planets in Aquarius and a mutual reception with Uranus being in Taurus and Venus being in Aquarius. So that's definitely a very powerful time for us next Sunday, next Saturday and Sunday. And for the Chinese New Year, it's going to be until February 9. Now, rabbits are considered to be very lucky. Um, at least we know that 1.5 billion, I'm sure more people adhere to the um, Chinese zodiac. So that also is going to be more people thinking that this is going to be a lucky year. So even if it's a terribly unlucky year, it doesn't matter. At least we're going to have a big swell of energy of people, at least in January 21, 22, wishing us that something new is happening and something more lucky. In Chinese mythology, the rabbit is also associated with peace, inshallah, beauty, elegance, compassion, Fertility, obviously, fertility, I mean, they can have three liters in a year and each one of them can have five kids. So it's basically talking about 15 little rabbits running around uh, every year. It's supposed to symbolize mercy, which is something we definitely need, especially in Eastern Europe after what happened in this uh, devastating bombing in um, Ukraine just recently. Uh, but they can be a little bit insecure, so it could bring 
all of us some of our insecurities if the rabbit is insecure and they're very intelligent but they're really good at running away from things they're not really ones that uh, approach situations so again that's the rabbit and I'm, I'm saying even if you don't follow the Chinese New Year because so many people do it makes it very very significant so let's see if there are any questions um, to clarify if you cannot initiate the legal action for 20 will there be another window later in 2023 you know just avoid mercury retrograde which is until may 17 or so may 17 until july 22nd is not too bad then avoid it completely all of july all of august all of september then maybe uh, the first week of october because october 14 and 28 is the eclipse so you just have to kind of navigate and steer between them uh, another one was um, for the Kabbalah there is a live stream and uh, a gal auction if we choose the live stream will there be a recording yes there's always a recording and it's alternatives they know how to do it they'll send you the recording they're not gonna forget it's not mercury retrograde don't worry so yes you can just sign in through the um, links that I sent over there in the first part of the chat and um, let's see if I can um, um, any other questions or things that are bothering you besides the meaning of life which is as you know 42 but um, yeah and for those of you who are in LA and also elsewhere on January on February 13 which is interesting because February 13 to 15 right around Valentine's we're gonna have a conjunction of Venus and Neptune in Pisces when they're exalted so that's amazing so that's gonna be great for relationship I'm gonna do the class on the alchemy of relationship with sign compatibility and practical exercises to connect to relationship that's going to be in LA but it's also going to be virtual so you can join the link is there uh, that would be on the 13th so you could have your date on the 14th equipped with everything that we talked about um, and what is the void of course void of course basically means that the moon is not creating any other aspect before she moves from one sign to the other that's very technical it doesn't really matter what matters is avoid anything so what you do is you basically go online if you want to check to see next month for example when the void of course you put void of course moon you put let's say I'm in Paris Paris January and you're gonna get all the dates and the hours where it's void of course sometimes it's two minutes sometimes it's three hours sometimes it's a whole day so thanks a lot and um, have an amazing week, two weeks, and I will meet you with the help of the good Lord and Mercury on January 29 uh, for our continuous dis dis discussion. Um, thanks a lot and uh, good luck. It's nice to wave at people from all over the world or see their name posted on black boards. Um, thanks a lot again and I promise this time I recorded it I will send it over happy new moon